Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Christ with Coffee on Ice. I am your host, Ali Yost, and happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to another episode. I am so excited to be here, and I'm just feeling so blessed. I'm so stoked to be spending this Friday with y'all. And actually, fun fact, I'm actually filming this on a Friday. Like, I'm legitimately in real time as I'm recording this. It is Friday, but it is Friday evening. So my neighbor upstairs, she's got her heels on. She's going somewhere. She's going somewhere fancy, sounds like. So my neighbors are are rocking and rolling right now. So I'm really hoping and praying that it's not being picked up by the audio at all if we hear some <laughs> commotion going on. But anyway, I hope that y'all have had a blessed week. I hope that you've been spending time with the Lord and I hope that you've been feeling the Holy Spirit uh, through your week. And if you haven't, I hope that you do today. I really do. I hope and pray that this episode is something that the Holy Spirit can truly speak through to you today. And this week's episode is going to be a little heavier, I guess, than um, the rest of our episodes because I do feel like, I, I just feel God calling me to talk about this particular topic because I do believe that as you know Christians and especially people who are Christian influencers, I guess I am being a, an influencer of Christ, but you know what I mean? Like people on the internet, I think it's a lot easier to speak about all the good of having a relationship with God and how good God is and, you know, just how gracious and kind and loving he is and, you know, just boasting about how incredible our God is, which is all so, so, so true. But there is another side of that coin that I think we need to acknowledge. And I'm just hoping that this perspective also changes conversations that you're able to have with people who have this question, right? Because I do believe that it is our responsibility as Christians and as believers, if we are truly walking as Christ would, we need to be able to answer these questions to the best of our abilities and to the best of what God has given us here on earth, right? Which is the word, which is the Bible. But I think it's good to kind of have this in your back pocket because I think this question is a very legitimate and common question that I think most people would want answers to. And I feel like when I started my journey, like really started my journey with the Lord this year, I feel like this was a question I didn't know how to answer yet because I didn't even know myself like how this worked, right? And I do believe that this could even be something that holds people back from ever wanting to have a relationship with God, right? Because us as Christians, right, when we know the Lord and we know Jesus and we have a relationship with him, we can't help but talk about how wonderful he is and all the blessings that he's given us and just the blessing it is to be alive and that he's created us. And, you know, we go around telling everybody that God has created each and every one of us with such a purpose, which is true, and that he loves every single one of us, right? But from the outside, knowing that there's a place like heaven and hell, but then we're running around talking about how good our God is, we can understand how it could be confusing to people to think that, well, how is a God that is so good and loving and he sees all of us as his children, how can a God who loves all of us send some of us to hell, right? Ultimately, the question is, why does hell exist? What is hell? What is heaven and what is hell? And also, if God loves us so much, why is he okay with some of us going to this place of just eternal darkness and misery, right? So that's a heavy, heavy topic, but I think it's so legitimate 
And it's so important. And especially if you're new in your walk of faith, I think that this is so important to understand. And if you're somebody who doesn't know God yet, I think this is a great place to start because if we don't understand why these two places exist at the end of this life, it's very hard to understand who God is and, and what his heart really looks like, right? So the biggest thing that made me want to talk about this topic, actually, it's crazy. God is so thoughtful. He really is. And I truly believe that he placed this particular individual in my DMs for a reason. And she was so kind about it and respectful. And she actually was a believer. She's like, listen, I am a Christian, but I got to be honest, like, you know, because I was on my stories and I was talking about how much God loves all of us and that, you know, he made every single one of us for a purpose and, and all of that. And she was like, I think that that's hard for me to understand even as a Christian because if that were true and he loved every single one of us, why do some of us go to hell, right? And I just loved that question. I answered her, but then I was like, this needs to be brought to the podcast because this is just a topic that needs to be discussed. It's kind of like the elephant in the room that no one's really willing to talk about because it's kind of scary and it's the hard truth. It's the hard truth, right? There's easy truths and exciting truths that we can tell about Christianity and loving God and knowing him, but there's also some really hard truths that come with it as well and knowing the truth about God. So here we are and we're going to talk about it. I am going to pull some scripture to help back it up. We're not necessarily breaking down scripture today, but I want to talk about our God and I want to talk about his heart and I want to be able to explain this to the best of my ability. And disclaimer also is that I think we need to come into these types of conversations also recognizing that as humans, we can only understand God to a certain level of capacity. We are very intelligent beings, obviously. We've been able to do incredible things here on earth, right? Uh, we do some terrible things, but we do great things too. And, and we're very smart beings, but God is just too big. And I think that that's like the biggest thing that helped me in my faith too, is that if there are some things that just aren't necessarily making sense, there just are going to be parts about God that just don't make sense because we aren't him, right? And the biggest thing about God is that if we fully understood who God was, we probably would also be God. Do you know what I mean? Like God is God because he's God and we are his children because we're his children. And we just, we, we aren't ever going to be on the level of God and be able to fully comprehend him because we're just not him. So I think knowing that coming into conversations like this also, where it's like we could ask so many, I still could probably ask so many questions at the end of my life, even with spending as much time with God that I plan to and I have been, we're probably still going to leave this earth with so many questions because we just won't understand it all. First and foremost, I want to start with God's heart because he is just so thoughtful. He's so considerate. He's just so kind and he is so good. When God created us, he made sure of one thing, specifically one thing, and that was that he wanted us to have free will, right? This goes back to literally the book of Genesis with Adam and Eve, right? He's given us from the very beginning choices, the freedom of making our own choices. And that was something that God wanted us to have because he loves us, right? If you think about, being in a relationship with somebody, let's say you were in a relationship with a man or a woman, romantic, whatever, friendship, sure, whatever, and that person was forcing you to love them. You actually had no choice, no other options but to love them. 
first off, do we look at that person like they're probably a good, kind person? Like if you're forcing someone to love you, you don't really look at that person as like a good person. That would not be a good God, okay? If God only gave us one option, which was to love him, that to me doesn't sound like a good God. I actually think it's quite beautiful and it's so generous and kind and it actually shows so much love that God wanted us to be able to make our own decisions, right? So God made sure that we had the freedom to make our own choices, which is where a lot of evil comes from in the world too, because we make choices. We make choices. People make choices in this earth. They make choices to commit crimes. They make choices to murder. They make choices to do bad and be evil, but people also make choices to be good. There are choices to everything and God's given us that freedom on purpose. He didn't want us to feel like we were just these puppets on a string, right? Now, does God give us suggestions and things that we should live by, aka the Bible, aka the Ten Commandments? Yes. Actually, I mean, they're not even just suggestions. I mean, he's like, if you want to live a fruitful, happy, stress-free, anxiety-free, purposeful life, you have to do it this way. But you have a choice. I'm not going to force your hand on it. I'm not going to force you to do it. But I'm going to give you the answers. These are the answers. You can take them or you can leave them. You can either live with me. You could either know me and love me, have a relationship with me and live by my word, or you can live on your own. You can do life on your own. That's your choice. And he respects that, right? So you would not look at a person in a, in a relationship, like I said, where if they were forcing someone to love them, they're not a very good person, right? That wouldn't be a very good God. Also, we need to remember... And this is like, oh my gosh, I saw this somewhere. This is, these aren't even my words, right? But it's so good that we need to remember that we were made in the image of God, which like we can think like exterior, right? Like there's a big possibility that God looks like us. He looks like a human. He's got four limbs, two eyes, one mouth, two ears, just like us, right? But I take that so literally also with just like how we operate and who we are, and the fact that we have emotions, the fact that we experience sadness, and we experience envy, uh, joy, happiness, but also grief, right? We, we have all these feelings, and we feel emotions as humans, but I think what we forget and we don't realize about God is we were definitely made in his image, and we have all these emotions, which means that God has emotions. God has feelings, right? And I think we either forget that or don't realize that, you know, like we have all of our feelings here on earth, you know, the cute little humans that we are and we go through things and we grieve and we feel pain and, but we also feel happiness and we feel joy and we feel highs and lows, but so does God. God has so many feelings. Again, I feel like that's just another thing that we probably can't fully wrap our minds around, but I would imagine his feelings are so much bigger than ours just because he is bigger, right? So when we hurt, he hurts. When we go through grief, man, he's grieving. When we're happy and we're rejoiced and just fulfilled, he's partying with us, right? So God has feelings. And so when you think about how it would feel for him, or how would you feel, right? If you knew, if we're going to flip it to the other side though, where if you knew you were in a relationship with somebody and they had no choice but to love you, how would that make you feel? That wouldn't make you feel very good. Like honestly, that'd make me feel icky. If I was in a relationship with someone and I knew that they had no choice but to love me, I was the only option. The only option. They were literally forced to love me. Ew. That's not a feeling that I want to feel. And honestly, I think God would feel the same way. Like he, he doesn't need us to want him. 
right? Because it also says in the Bible that God doesn't need man. Man needs God, right? We need God. God doesn't need us. We are the creation of him. He's our creator, but he does want us to want him. God wants to be wanted just as we want to be wanted. He wants us to want him as much as he wants us. He wants us to know him and crave his presence as much as he craves ours. He wants it to be a mutual relationship, right? So we can all agree that that sounds pretty fair. That sounds pretty fair. I think we all want to feel like the people who love us and adore us and the people that we have close relationships with are out of their choice. Like they want to love us. They want to be in our lives. They want to connect with us and know us, right? We don't ever want to feel like it's not their choice to love us. So I believe that that is something that God feels is he's, he would rather us ha- make the decision to want to know him rather than for him to force us to know him, right? So God has given us that option right from the beginning. He's given us the option because we do have two choices in this life. We have the choice to either have a relationship and know him or not. And he respects us and loves us enough to have given us those options and the freedom to make that choice. Okay, so moving on from that, right? God's given us the freedom of choice. Great, okay. If we decide to live this life here on earth without ever knowing God, we've rejected him, we don't believe in him, we don't believe we need him, whatever. You've decided to live your life through and through without God. And he says, okay, and he respects it. He's not going to force you to. He says, fine. Um, I'm sure he's not happy about it because he loves you. And he knows that if he, if you would just let him be a part of his life, he could help you feel so much joy and peace and fulfillment, right? But we decide to never know God, okay? And then after this lifetime, we see him face to face and we are in front of God. If we made the decision to spend our life here on earth with God, if we made the decision to not prioritize God or be in the presence of God or know him here on earth, he is most definitely not going to force you to spend eternity with him in heaven. Because the other thing is that our life here on earth is like a grain of sand compared to eternity in heaven with him or eternity in general after this life. Like this life is like a freaking millisecond which is wild, which is another example of how like our little brains, I mean, that is just something we could never comprehend. But this life is actually just a blink compared to eternity on the other side. So God is not going to make us spend eternity with him if we didn't even want to spend the 80, 90, 70 years here on earth with him, right? I think a lot of people could look at this as, again, like, why would a loving father, you know, send any of his children that he loves so much to hell, painting him out as if he's almost, you know, a bad guy or that he has anger towards his children or that he has this evil side of him. But in reality, it actually all comes from love. All of this comes from love. God loves you so much that he's not going to force you to know him or be with him for eternity in heaven. And also heaven isn't like a thing where you could just kind of go get your private room somewhere else and just like not spend time with him. You're like, okay, well, if I don't spend time with him here on earth, like why can't I just still go to heaven? And then I don't necessarily have to spend time with him in heaven. No, you do. No, God is everywhere in heaven. No, like heaven is God's home. First off, He's everywhere. And that is the most quality time. We're going to be spending so much time with God up there. 
like so much time with the Lord in heaven. It's going to be incredible. But like, if you didn't want that here on earth, why would you want that for eternity? Right? So the other thing that's important to know is that God created heaven for us. He did. He did. He created heaven for us, for him, but he also wanted us there with him. It's pretty beautiful and incredible. We don't deserve it, but he does. He wants us there, all of us, every single one of us. And the cool thing about heaven is that there is room for every single person on this earth to be in heaven. He's made room for every single one of us. This isn't a matter of like having to weed through people because there's just not going to be enough room if he accepts every single. No, he has room for every single one of us. And the thing that we need to understand is God has created heaven so intentionally for every single one of us, but he did not create hell for us. The best way to describe what hell is and why it exists is with everything that is present, the minute you take it away, there is something left behind called the absence of that, right? So the best analogy that we could ever use, because honestly, God is light. And the way that heaven has been described is like literal light. And it doesn't come from the sun. It doesn't come from the moon. It doesn't come from anything else other than God. God is the light in heaven. And if y'all, first off, side note, if y'all have not seen the movie After Death, it's so good. It's so good. It's so good. It is kind of like a documentary styled uh, film. And I think it is considered a documentary. I don't know. But they interview people from all over. I mean, it's crazy. They have so many testimonies of people who have had near-death experiences where they died and experienced heaven or hell. And it's from both sides of like believers versus non-believers, people who had relationships with God versus people who didn't have a relationship with God. And then their lives were changed after that moment. I mean, everyone's lives were changed after that moment, after, you know, that experience. But it's incredible. The stories are insane. It'll blow your mind. It absolutely blew my mind. And I think it's even, I mean, they kept it neutral enough where I think it would interest people who may not be in a relationship with God. You know, it's not like super, super Christian, but obviously it's very silent scientific you know there's a definitely like a science approach to it all but it's really cool it's really cool to see as a believer and even a non-believer honestly I mean invite your non-believers to go see the movie with you it's so good it's just so interesting but anyway to everything that is present that is then taken away there's an absence of it right so like I said the best analogy that I could use because God is light is light what is the absence of light darkness there's always going to be an absence of something. So the absence of God, the absence of light, the absence of heaven is hell. It's just the opposite of what that is, right? So if you're not going to spend eternity with God in heaven, where do you go? You go to the opposite of that. You go to the absence of that. Where God isn't, that's what's there. And the thing about God is God is love. God is good. God is everything good in the world. So if you separate yourself from God, you're also separating yourself from everything that's good. You're separating yourself from everything that is light. You are separating yourself from everything that is joy and everything that is good comes from God. So without that, what's the opposite of good? What is the opposite of joy? Darkness, misery, evil. It's heavy. It's heavy, but it's the truth that it exists because heaven exists and hell also exists because where heaven isn't, that's what hell is. And there are also a lot of questions as to what 
are the criterias to going to heaven then, you know? Um, people will even say, well, what if I was a good person on earth, but uh, I never had a relationship with God? And the truth to that is that it matters that we are good people on earth. And it matters to God that we do good. But it's also just as important, if not more important, to know him and have a relationship with him. One thing that the Bible has made clear is that God is very fair and he's never going to judge anyone with injustice because God's also perfect, right? I mean, we see that happening all the time here on earth. Um, people get wrongly accused of crimes or there's mistakes that happen within the court system here on earth, but that's because it's all ran by humans and we are imperfect, right? But God is very fair when it comes to judgment day and when it comes to ultimately the decision of whether to allow you into heaven or not, right? So if you're sitting here and you know for a fact that you have a relationship with the Lord, you have, you have nothing to be afraid of. I think he's very fair because we need to remember that he is loving, right? He's not ever going to be unfair or hold anything against you that you did. He is going to ask us to take ownership, you know, and confront him and confess of all the things that maybe we did wrong and the mistakes that we made in our life. But he's not a father that holds grudges or holds anything against us. What's, ooh, ooh, what is that Bible verse, y'all? Is it 1 Corinthians? It's, it's hung in my bedroom. 1 Corinthians 13, 4 through 8. Love is patient, love is kind. It does not envy, it does not boast, it is not proud, it does not dishonor others, it is not self-seeking, it is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. That's the part of the verse that I really wanted to, to read, though, it was, was it keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices with the truth. It always protects, always trusts, always hopes, and always preserves. That is the definition of love in the Bible. That is what God has given us as the definition of love. Love is patient. Love is kind. It does not envy. It does not boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others and it is not self-seeking. I think that that's also just such a huge like heart check for us. You know, we can always think of other people, but I just think that that's also such a great reminder to ourselves to remind ourselves to also stay patient and kind, to not be envious of others, never to boast, to not be proud. We don't dishonor others. We are not self-seeking. We're not easily angered and we don't keep any record of wrongs by others. We don't delight in evil. We always rejoice in the truth. Like it's just beautiful because we can obviously, you know, it's easy to point fingers at other people and it's easy to see when people are treating us wrong, but it's also just a, such a good verse for a heart check. But anyway, okay, that's a side tangent a little bit, but yeah, love, it keeps no records of wrongs. And so I think, I mean, God does, God does keep a record in a way, but he's not going to hold it against us as long as we own up to it and we repent and we ask for his forgiveness, right? But at the end of the day, the only way to heaven this is what the Bible says, y'all. Don't shoot the messenger. Don't shoot me, okay? It's a hard pill to swallow. And I think it is also God's way of saying we can't have our cake and eat it too, y'all. Like, if we feel like there are people in our life, you know, where we've literally said that to humans. We've said that to other people. I've said that to ex-boyfriends. Like, I've said that to men who are messing with my feelings. Like, he wants to have his cake and eat it too, sister. You can't have your cake and eat it too, you know? You can't go to heaven and spend eternity with God in his home and never prioritize him, never had taken a minute to ever know him or allow him in your heart. It just doesn't work that way. Just like you wouldn't let a boyfriend, or at least you shouldn't, let a boyfriend 
have all the perks of a wife when you're only a girlfriend. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we could literally make this about anything else, but let's be fair, y'all. Let's be fair. Let's be fair to God. Let's be fair to ourselves. Let's be honest with ourselves and say, is that fair though? Is that fair for God that you never took a minute to ever try to know him? Now that you see him face to face, you want to go into his kingdom and live in his home forever? How is that fair to him? How is that fair? And yes, it was good that you were a good person here on earth. But the only thing that he wants, and it's really not that big of a request. If y'all really think about it, I think we make it way more complicated and difficult than it needs to be because we're freaking stubborn and we're selfish and we don't want to do the things that God wants us to do. We want to do things our way, but it's actually really not that deep. Like all we need to do, first off, he's not asking us to be perfect. He's not asking us to never make a mistake. He's not ever asking us to never, ever sin. I mean, he's telling us we shouldn't, but he knows we're gonna, right? He's literally not even asking us to be perfect humans. He's just asking us to love him and allow him to love us. That's all he's asking for. He just wants us to have a relationship with him. We make it way more complicated than it needs to be, honestly. And people are trying to find loopholes and all these other things. Like, just do it, though. Like, just have a relationship with him, though. Don't you want to know your creator? Don't you want to know the thing that made you? Don't you want to, like, aren't you just like, a little bit curious about who he is? Like, let him show you who he is. Let him be a part of your life because it's incredible, by the way. Like it was the best decision I ever made in my life. And I know a lot of you guys can probably all also testify to that and agree to that, that he's just the best thing that to ever happen to me. And I think that that is also a tactic of the enemy in our head, you know, where he just, he wants you to think that it's a burden to know God. He wants you to think that it is a chore to know God. He wants you to think that it's boring to know God, that it's like listening to your freaking history teacher in the 10th grade and you're half asleep at 7.30 in the morning. He wants you to think that that's how it is, but it's not, it's actually the opposite. The other thing that the Bible says that's a hard pill for some people to swallow is that the only way to know God is through Jesus. Oops. Yeah, that's the truth. That's the truth. The only way to know God is through Jesus. And Jesus says that in the Bible. God says that. And a verse that I want to bring up to y'all is John 14, 1. It says, do not let your hearts be troubled. You believe in God. Believe also in me. This is Jesus speaking. My father's house has many rooms. If that were not so, would I have told you that I'm going there to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come back and take you to be with me that you also may be where I am. You know the way to the place where I am going. John 14, 6, Jesus says, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. If you really know me, you will know my Father as well. From now on, you do know him and have seen him. So then the way to know God, right? Because then the next question is like, okay, so then how do, how do I know God? How do I have a relationship with the Lord? If I want to allow him in my life, how do I do that? Through Jesus. You have to know Jesus. And the way to know Jesus is to speak out to him and tell him that you want to know him. Tell him that this is kind of weird and you've never spoken out loud to anything other than yourself. <laughs> and you can tell him that you're honestly a little bit skeptical. It's okay to be skeptical. 
It's okay to be skeptical. Big time, big time, big time. God says that he wants faith the size of a mustard seed. We talked about this last episode, y'all. That is the size of a literal sesame seed, okay? As long as you just have a little tiny piece of faith and curiosity in the Lord, that's all he needs. He, that's all he needs. That's all he needs to work with you, right? So you go to him and you say, okay, I'm skeptical. I'm skeptical, but I'm also curious. And I feel this pull in my soul and in my chest that I want to know you and I want to see this for myself, right? I want to experience this Jesus thing for myself. What's everybody talking about? Is this even real? Is he even real? Talk to him then. Talk to him out loud just like you talk to yourself out loud in the middle of your bedroom. Listen, I know that it feels weird to pray out loud and it might even feel a little bit awkward, but you know what? That's all the enemy in your head making you doubt yourself. You sound crazy talking to yourself out loud, okay? So if you can do that, you can talk to Jesus out loud, all right? So we're going to talk to him and we're going to say, I'm skeptical. I honestly don't even know if you're real. But I also, I want, I, I think I want to believe that you're real. I want to believe, I want to know you. So can you please reveal yourself to me? Do something in my life. Do something in my heart, God. I want to know you. I actually do. I want to experience this thing that everyone else is talking about. I want to know you. I want to know what it's like to live life with you here on earth. And then I guess, yeah, it'd be pretty cool to spend eternity with you too, you know? And that's all he needs. All he needs is your willingness and your heart to be opened to him. And even if it feels like it's just baby steps, he can work with that. He can work with baby steps, you know? I think we were all a little bit skeptical going into our faith and we were unsure. And there are even parts where we will always stay a little skeptical of God. And it's just a matter of continuing to tell him that we have faith in him though and continuing to believe and make the decision that we believe in him and he will work miracles and he will show up for that obedience. He will show up for that faithfulness, right? But even Christians, like we're sitting here, we're like, I'm still skeptical of God at times, right? And I'm still unsure and I still doubt him. And the other thing that you need to know about knowing God is that your skepticism and your struggle of keeping your faith and believing in him doesn't just go away once you give your life to Jesus and you know him, right? It doesn't go away. I got a comment on my TikTok uh, today and this girl was like, I just struggle. And so I don't know how I'm supposed to show up to God and become a Christian because like I, I struggle now and I don't know how to show up to him while I'm struggling. And I was like, well, sister, I got something to br- I got some bad news to break to you. It's kind of good news, though, is I struggle, too. I fully believe in Jesus. I've seen the way he's moved in my life. I feel God. I know him personally. It's incredible. But I still struggle. But God says, please come as you are. Come as you are broken pieces. Actually, he prefers us to have broken pieces because that is where he makes miracles happen. God can make a masterpiece out of your broken pieces. He actually prefers the brokenness because then he can show you just how much he can transform your life. Y'all, it's real. He's real. It's real. It's not fake news. No, it's real news. It's good news. It's good news. So anyway, that's the truth about heaven and hell. And that's the truth of how we go to heaven and hell, you know? It's just a matter of allowing God into your heart. It's a matter of allowing God into your life. That's all he wants. He just wants to know you. He just wants to have a relationship with you. And as long as you have a relationship with Jesus, and as long as you allow him into your life, he will literally change it. It just makes me so happy. It just makes me so happy because it's just the truth. 
It's just the truth. And I am living, breathing proof of how good God is. If y'all knew me a year ago, you could definitely testify to that. You know, if you're somebody who's been here for the long run and you've seen the way that I've just transformed, this was not my doings. This was all God. It came from a decision, you know, where I said I just want him to be a part of my life for real. But he's just done so much for me. And I also think that that's why I just, I really wanted to talk about this topic because I just hope and pray that it saves just one person, just three people, you know? Like, I really hope that this just alters your perspective of who God is and just how loving and kind he is because he's so good. And I just really hope that this episode pushed y'all one step closer to taking God even more seriously today. Don't treat God like he's just another option today. Treat him like he is the only option. Make sure to make him your first choice in the morning. Your first choice, your first conversation, your first phone call, right? We could all be better about it. I could be better about it. And we're always going to be human But let's just be a little bit better at loving our God and prioritizing him and truly giving him the praise that he deserves. I love you guys. I hope we enjoyed that episode. Was that good? I didn't pull too much scripture this time. I just kind of felt like talking about it, but I hope it was good. And I really do pray that this is an episode that you could share with somebody, you know, where you really think that it could help them kind of sort through maybe any questions that they do have about God or about heaven and hell. Or again, like, I hope that you took some notes and we're putting it in our back pocket and we're going to use it the next time that somebody wants to question it. I think it's important for us to be educated and have a good response for questions like this. It's our duty. It's our duty as believers, you know, to be able to talk about these topics in a kind and graceful and empathetic way. You know, God's also advised us to do that. We approach all of these conversations with kindness and whether people are kind to us in return, that's not anything we're going to mirror back. Um, We are going to repay evil with blessings. And if anyone rejects this and they don't want to hear it, that's okay. That's okay. But anyway, I love you guys. I love you so much. Thank you for supporting the podcast. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening every Friday. If you're new here, welcome. I hope that this was such a cool introduction. I feel like this should have been one of the first episodes I made, honestly. But, you know, the Holy Spirit will continue to speak to me. And I just love what we're doing here on the podcast. And yeah, I just appreciate y'all so much. I hope that you guys have a beautiful weekend. Hey, how about we all walk a little bit more like Jesus today? Why don't we all go show somebody today? and this weekend and the rest of the week until we touch base again just how cool Jesus is show somebody how cool Jesus is today I love you guys so much you all are in my prayers have the most blessed Friday and I will see you next time bye if you guys can't wait until next Friday for another episode you are in luck Subscribe to our Patreon where you will have early access to future episodes and occasional surprise bonus episodes. Make sure to follow us on Instagram and TikTok for more content. And if this episode spoke to you, please write us a five-star review since it helps the podcast so much. We'll see you guys next time.